Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Finney. This is Showtime, Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tatna Connell. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Yeah, keen for this one today. Welcome to it, episode 42, the Punch Podcast with Jabin starts for you now. And look, Dennis Hogan, the IBO world champ, joins us today, which I'm excited about because he has placed himself firmly on the undercard of one of the biggest fights. Well, it is the biggest fight in Ireland in the last 15 years, which will be May 20 if you're in Dublin, Ireland. But if you're in Australia listening to this, which I'd say, look, to be honest, the majority of the audience is this is going to be bright and early on the Sunday of the 21st of May. So uh, we'll get to Dennis in just a sec. But look, this uh, is looking like one hell of a card too. Katie Taylor, Chantel Cameron, and uh, look, there's a really big undercard as well. And Shanika Johnson was just announced on that undercard as well to defend her world title. So look, I'm hanging to get into this chat. Last time I spoke to Dennis, he was just about to get to centre ring in Newcastle. So uh, so let's fire up that Zoom and get into it. Are we connected? We're good to go. Well, look at this. Back into the Punch podcast. And as a world champion this time, last time we were crossing everything. But this time he's here with the straps. I'm talking about Dennis Hogan. Welcome, buddy. Thank you, mate. It's good to be chatting to you again. Yeah, it's great. And last time we were chatting, you were thinking about, look, I'm going to Newcastle. I'm about to take on Sam Eggington. And there's every chance that, look, I I believe I can win. But if it doesn't go this way, then who knows? But now we've got another fight coming up and we've got the straps. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, no, thank thank you very much. Um, that's the way of boxing, you know. Sometimes you just people hit crossroads, and it's going to be do or die. So, um, look, uh, thankfully, thankfully we had a good win. I, I did predict we could win it like that, and um, but I just had to go in with everything and give it everything. And, and uh, yeah, like you said, we're now sitting here having a completely different, a very positive conversation about what's next. Yeah, which is awesome. Which we're going to get a whole lot of information out of you today. I'm pumped. You now signed a match room, which we'll get to. You got a whole bunch going on. You're heading home, which we'll get to and uh, but look I do want to kick it off the IBO World Super Waterweight title three arena in Dublin Ireland May 20 in Ireland but 21 here bright and early to Australian time uh, look it's going to be yeah. good live and designed so uh, you excited to be heading back home yeah yeah I am look I went home for the first time in three and a half years and I've seen everybody and even at that point you know manager Steve Scanlon was uh, was was already talking to Matchroom about this you know before it became common knowledge and obviously they were talking about club pack at the time but everything was coming in and I was just sort of talking to family and all that and everyone was pumped so I'm so delighted that it's actually happened it was, it was a little bit up and down about opponents you know, Serrano pulling out, but then they got this other one for that date, and and now it's all a go. So it's very exciting, mate, for everyone back home, my friends and family, uh, my team here, and of course for myself who visualised this for ten to twelve years. You know, I'll I'll just say I always visualised this, and and I always said I wouldn't come back without winning the world championship and defending it there. And now the way everything has just happened, it's all happening. So absolutely pumped with that. Do you know what's uh? Great to see. You're looking well. You're looking like you've got a good colour and a, you're looking fit. Are you feeling all right? Because you're definitely, you're looking good. I hate to say things that are too positive, but this could <laughs> be the best I've ever felt. You look it. Yeah. You know, um, I really, I've been feeling that in my sessions too. I've been really getting up there and getting maximum amount of work in, which I've done since I got back. You know, a part of that would also be putting on so much weight in Ireland, you know, that, that Irish starchy diet. It doesn't tend to agree with me, and I, I've chucked on a lot of weight. So I had a good bit of weight to lose. Had to hit training hard from second week to January, which I did, and, and now I'm fit, strong. And I, mate, honestly, I could I could fight 
a 12 round fight uh, I could fight this fight maybe in two weeks time if I needed to but we'll do it in eight anyway well, which is great when are you thinking about heading over how does that look for you and what's the plan for that yeah three weeks beforehand we'll leave here and we'll get back uh, we have accommodation um, sorted it's going to be close to you know where I where I did all my um, my boxing back before you know in the old uh, mighty Grange Con it was my amateur team uh, back with the boys I was even sparring and having a mess around with the guys in there and seeing everyone again it was great so it's good to be coming back now and finishing my camp there with them again and um, you know just, just get the head down and then fight week I'm sure it's going to be a great week uh, up in Dublin the hotel make the media there. everything's going to be this is big time boxing hasn't been in Ireland in 15 years you know and I was there when it was happening watching uh, a guy called Bernard Dunn who's a bit of an idol uh, to a lot of Irish young fellas who inspire the whole generation. All the Irish amateur pro or all the Irish pros that you got now were all inspired by Bernard and that was the last of the big time boxing in Ireland uh, until this very night, uh, May 20th, when we're going to get a massive card again. So very inspirational stuff and, you know, if you're not motivated, you're mad. <laughs> I had a little bit of a look at the other shows just floating around the three arena in Dublin, like just for those playing at home that might not be across Katie Taylor. But if you are, she's the biggest name in women's boxing and obviously you are a world yeah. champion as well. So the place is going to be packed out. But these are the venues you see, your likes of Ed Sheeran play. We just saw him play monster stadiums in Australia. So it's a big deal. You've got Post Malone, you've got everyone there. And then obviously... You punching on to uh, have your strap, so that's great. Is that the biggest arena you'll be in to date, or have you done? No, no. Um, Barclays? Yeah. I think Barclays might be the biggest, but I remember visually, actually, Barclays was very big, but I remember visually, um, Monterey was 16 or 18,000, I think, but it was the, the Mexicans were so noisy. I think that was the visual for me <laughs> because they were so noisy at the start. But they started getting quieter and quieter and quieter. And I remember looking up, you know, just, and I could just see how big that stadium was. But anyway, to answer your question, what's Barclays? Is that 20,000 or something, is it? Yeah, to be close. I think Tank's the only one that sold it out in a while. But it's um, it's definitely yeah. a big place. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's around that mark. But, I mean, the, I mean, the original idea was Crow Park. And, um, you know, that, that holds, I think, 80, 82,000 people and you know with the likes of the undercard that we've got but not even that with Katie Taylor alone that was going to do very 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 well and um, then with the undercard it was definitely going to be a sellout but you know due to the Heineken Cup European football final being on that exact same day in the Aviva which is a 50,000 stadium you know they didn't get grants and stuff like that so they said look let, let's just pull it back to the tree arena Katie was adamant to fight that day and because um, they had a fight day that day too anyway so they, they were adamant to do it then uh, she was and so what's happening now and there'll probably be a big one back in Crow Park in September anyway so uh, you know we can have both, best of both worlds Were you on the lineup on the card for Taylor Serrano or was that is it as it's a new thing for you on the card were you on the big one No no I mean, I, I mean Steve was having this conversation with Marshall in November Yeah right You know uh, but you, know, you, you can't talk about these things till they start getting announced so yeah. uh, you just have to say hush hush but even when I was in Ireland and I was training away, like you know, I get a phone call from Steve telling me telling me how things had gone and everything, and I was like, like just 
big stretch and out the door for a run. You know, I might be home having a bit of a holiday, but you know, you know, what can you do? You're getting great news like that. Another massive goal kick for me in my life to go back and defend the title in Ireland. So the motivation was there anyway. So it was great to it was great to hear that and you know, and here we are. So what an awesome thing to be able to go home as a world champ. I say home, but we're claiming you as an Aussie when you've got a world strap too, even if you are uh, repping the <laughs> what is it orange white and green or whatever the flag is so yeah, color, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take you Dennis but what an awesome time you've never oh. fought professionally back home but yet you're going back with a strap for your first professional fight in an arena on the undercard of Katie Taylor to defend your first defense of a world title that's how powerful my visualization and goals have been because uh, you know Crow Park was never really going to be I never seen any fighting happening there Muhammad Ali was the last person to, to fight in Crow Park so I always visualized coming back to, to the tree arena and, uh, and fighting there and defending a world championship and the funny thing about it is had I have gotten that decision in Mexico that everyone keeps talking about and I, I suppose I, I'm now talking about it quite often because it's kind of coming into, into context that had I got the world championship at that time my first fight back may not have been in Ireland I probably would have been for big money to sign with other because I wasn't I wasn't, you know, I was ready to do a deal with, with promoters as the world champion. Uh, you know, so uh, the chances are I wasn't going to go back to Ireland and do that. But now all of a sudden, I win the championship in October. And then all of a sudden, now, they're now doing a show in Ireland. Big time boxing's coming back to Ireland in May. It's like, it's it, you couldn't write it. So my goals and my visualisation has been that specific that, that you know, you had the heartbreak of Mexico. But in the funny long run, it turned out that, again, my, my visualisation's will be realised when I walk out in three arenas as the world champion with my first fight, uh, my first defence. Yeah. So it's funny how things work out. Yeah, been around the world. I've got my strap and now I'm going home to show you all it and show you why I deserve it and why I'm wearing it, which is an amazing story, isn't it? Man, I tell you, I, I just, I'm so uh, excited to go back there. I, I had heard a couple of people say, you know, when you become world champion, it actually, something else happens in there. But when you become a world champion, you, you go up another 10, 20% and, Look, uh, I felt that. I felt the confidence. I felt everything come together. It feels like a whole life's work has come together. And I'm really looking forward to just showing everybody in the flesh what I've learned, what I've been doing for the past 12 years. And I want everyone to really enjoy this this performance for me on May 20. More importantly, I hope you take the time out of all the stress of fighting to enjoy it yourself, to be going home <laughs> and do that as well. It'd be very important for you to make sure you, you take it all in and it's not... Uh, it's not that media storm which we know you're about to walk into, but it's your homecoming. Yeah. Oh, look, I know, and it's happened already. You know, I've been the last last night and the night before. I've been talking podcasts, interviews. That's just the way it is. All on. So that's just the way it's been, and you wouldn't have it any other way. But if we can get it all over and done with now, and I, I like you said, it can enjoy fight week then. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, and to give someone a bit of an insight of how busy you have been, we've been texting, and I'm not getting replies to it pretty much on the minute at about 10.30 every night. So um, what have you been doing? Have you been in the gym still, or what's been happening? Yeah, no, just uh, lots of interviews. Um, lots of them are coming from Ireland. I just did the Rocky Road uh, podcast. Just did one there with the Independent last night. Um, they're locking in more now. Everybody wants to chat now and then they want to chat on fight week. So it's, it's kind of like the press conference. You kind of get the first story out and then they'll do it again, come to the fight. And in the meantime, I've been training, we've been organising camp and sparring and, and camp in Ireland and the situation there. And, you know, obviously I've got a great team that will do all of that for me, but I will have a little bit of an input, especially when it comes to, to Ireland where 
I'll sort of know what's where and you know where we need to be. So um, it's been it's a busy time, but it's a great time. You know, it's at the end of the rainbow is a pot of gold. You know, so that's that's what it feels like for me. How many of the uh, Hogans back in Ireland have been that you haven't spoken to in probably 15, 16 years are asking for free tickets? Well, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I've got I've got relations in England. There's Hogans in England that are that are trying to get on the list. So. Um, <laughs> You know, it's uh, yeah, I don't even know if there is a list yet, but I'll have Matchroom, I think, are sorting out the fighters with a certain amount, and uh, I'll try and get as many people sorted as I can. But it's a tough gig, this ticket business, like, you know, so. It was a good thing to see on your Instagram, actually, you put up that post saying, I've just signed a multi-fight deal with Matchroom. Can you run us through that, how it come about, and, and how many fights we're looking at? What's the plan for that? Yeah, well, look, thanks to Steve Scanlon, he, he went over, he... He was talking to them, but he went over and got with them face to face and had a chat. And the first fight was the Metcalf fight, and then he managed to string a deal together um, for a multi fight deal. And so it's, it's three fights as it is, but you know, it's one of those ones where um, you keep winning, things keep getting better and better. So just, uh, and that's the way all contracts really are, unless you're a young kid and you get signed for a few years. But you know, this is, this it was exactly what I wanted this contract. Hats off to Steve Scanlon for doing what he did. He got a great. He got it. He got. He got. He got. A, he got a great one for me at this exact point. So, um, looking forward to that. Getting a good win here, anyway. Uh, God willing, and then we kick on to the next one. And uh, the contract keeps getting better and better as you progress. So uh, that's that's exactly what you want, you know. It's a very different conversation pre Newcastle, isn't it? This is yeah. this is great to see. Yeah, no, it is. It's great. Like, you know, with my training, just say with my runs and with my boxing, driving to the gym or with my walks every evening. Yeah. You know, it's a different it's a different headspace. It's great. It's a different headspace. I'm not sitting there kind of going, you know, this is all or nothing, Stuart, I. I'm now sitting there thinking, you know, now, you know, I've got the strap that I visualized for so long. I've got that. Now I'm going back to my people uh, where I grew up. And, you know, I'm very, very much an Aussie too. I love living here. I will live here for the rest of my life. Love it. My daughters are Aussie. I, I am an Aussie, a proud Aussie. But just that I grew up in Ireland and, and that yeah. that grit and to be able to go back there and defend it. I, especially there's a there's another nice little element to it to it too. I'm boxing. I'm number one pound for pound Irish fighter right now. Yeah. So you know you know if we can um, rock up in Dublin, uh, well we will rock up in Dublin as number one Irish pound for pound. And then on after me would be Katie. Obviously she's number one pound for pound in the world female. So. It's exciting all around, you know, and, and it's a, like I said, like we said, different conversations, different mindset, different energy, you know. Even for Darrell Foley, he went over there recently, fought on a matchroom card, got a victory, and look, he'd be back on matchroom as well, and then there's another Irishman with you, uh, Aussie Irishman, yeah. that's uh, going to be hopefully on a card with you at some point as well. Yeah, I think he was just unlucky, I, I, I reckon, that that fight didn't happen a bit before. You know, but uh, he hit him a great smack. And that guy was hurt, but obviously, uh, unfortunately for him, his ankle was done. But fair play to Foley, he got he got the punch that won the fight, and that's all it takes. Just, uh, you win at all costs. But had Foley have fought that fight, say a couple of months back, you know, before people were, you know, the way like the other guys not really all announced yet, but they'll they'll sort of know who's on there, and you know they don't want to be having too many fights on there either. So I think Eddie Hearn said. You know, probably not this one, but the next one that's around Ireland. Mm. So just unfortunate for him that this had, didn't happen a bit sooner. But it doesn't matter. If he gets on the Crow Park one in September, then that's going to be brilliant again. You know, but he, he's got options. He's got a contract there. So fair play to him, you know. He, he took a risk and, and he's reaping the rewards. Yeah, I saw his post-fight interview and uh, Eddie was next to him and I think he really learned who Dara Foley was uh, very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm like, we know. <laughs> but welcome to Dara, yeah, Eddie. He, he does it. It's the Dara Foley, the, the Dara Foley show. Even at the, the press conference and everything at the way for, <laughs> for my last night. The Dara stole the show. With the birthday the cake? Birthday cake yeah. at the way. <laughs> I was nearly a punch up by her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sitting out the back just relaxing. And I was like, what is going on out there? I was like, oh, Dara, I said, oh, say no more, say no more. Say no more. <laughs> Shanika Johnson on the card with you as well. So there will be an Aussie on the undercard yeah. and Katie Taylor. Uh, and look, what that's three world title fights on the one card. It's going to be a uh, quiet the night. So good to have her over there as well, I'd say. I think there's another one too, believe it or not. Another female's world champion. Unless that's the one that's finally been. Yeah, no, there's another one too. There's oh, a, of course. There's a, w, there's a WDA one as well. Uh, you'll get the name there. Is it Terry Harper? Yeah, okay. Terry Harper. So it's it's a load. It's going to be a loaded card, you know. And um, one thing I remember about the, uh, about that play, uh, uh, the Tree Arena, we called the Point Depot back when I used to go there. Uh, we used to go there for music uh, uh, raves and and then for boxing and stuff. But I'll never forget being there. And you know, in the amateurs, it's like you nearly hear a pin drop when the fight going on. And, you know, unless it was like a final and everyone would be kind of completely shot. But I, I didn't understand the culture of pro boxing. People were sitting there, they were having drinks, and the Irish were just having the best time ever. It was like a party in between the fights. So I, I was like, this is brilliant. And then the noise and the, and the emotions, and, and it was just something that was spectacular. And to be going back to the Tree Arena, to, to, to be a part of that, and actually have a ring for it, it's going to be something special and I really can't wait for that, you know. You said at the start you popped back to Ireland after the Newcastle fight, but how long since you've been back and actually fought? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I went back and seen people. Uh, but my last time to fight there was, I think it was October or November of 2010. So I went pro here in April of 2011. So, uh, yeah, it's been a very long time since I wrapped up. Well, uh, I think it's yeah seven degrees there now, and probably thirty-five in Brisbane. So, uh, look, you're gonna yeah. <laughs> get used to training in a different climate. It works better for me that I train here in the, in the heat and the humidity, and then I get over there. I I, I like the cold weather. It, you know, um, I'll give you I'll give you a, a little a little taste of what it, what the difference. Um, before I was coming back, and I I extended my stay for an extra week in January, and. Um, what I would do is I do because I was defending my Australian title uh, in March, uh, 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 St Patrick's weekend in March, and this was back in 2014. So uh, this was like the second week of January. So what I would do is I would do ten rounds of shadow boxing just in the hall, right, and then I run out and I do uh, maybe a, it was about a five or six k run, and I had no problem doing any of that. Like I was and I was was quite fit still from from the previous, you know, from before Christmas, my last fight. I was I was I got back here to the humidity, um, that January humidity here in Brisbane. And I found that I was just ne- nearly wrecked after three or four rounds of shallow boxing or bag work. And that's the difference between that fresh cold air and that humidity. It's like it's night and day. It takes you maybe a month or so to get used to that again and start to, you know, start to be able to train properly again. But when you go the other way, you come from that humidity into that fresh cold air. It works to treat, you know, so I'm looking forward to that. It's actually going to be a hell of a day in this country to watch some boxing as well because you'll be, uh, I would suggest, probably around that around that 7, 7, 8 a.m. probably, would you suggest, on Sunday morning for you? Well, yeah, well, Australia's, uh, uh, Brisbane's 10 hours ahead. So, yeah, I, I presume I'd be on somewhere around the 8 or 9 mark. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably could be about six or seven, yeah. And then yeah. in the Arvo, we've got Loma, Chanko and Devin Haney with uh, Andrew Maloney going, from what I'm hearing anyway, a world title on that undercard in the afternoon. So what a day. Mark it out, the 21st of uh, May. Put a big old line through it and get on the couch. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> 100%.
Or oh, book Hello. your tickets and join Team Hogan uh, in the Three Arena Dublin and, and get on the blood and bone and a couple of Guinness. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's going to be good, you know. Yeah, hopefully we can stay on uh, the, the middle of the night, I suppose, but that's it. So I'm looking forward to that anyway, mate. And um, uh, yeah. Now, Dennis, I can't let you go without asking you this one. Uh, what did you think of Tim Zhu and Tony Harrison? Yeah, he turned it on, didn't he? he yeah, so it good. Yeah, Tony didn't know what he was in for that. He, he underestimated him a lot. Yeah. What was all that shit talk? Was he selling the fight or does he really think? I think he that's genuinely he thought. Yeah, like, that's the thing with those guys. Like, they don't put enough fucking brain cells into some of the shit that they say because he's like, you fought nobody, you said to Tim, right? And it's like, well, hold on a second. He fought me, right? And then, like, I have, you know, my accolades and I fought Charlo's bigger brother and, you know, and all of that. And then, he fought Jeff Horn, of course, which is massive. And he, like, begged Manny Pacquiao, right? And then you had just the way he did it. That was all brilliant. That other guy, of course, okay, he beat Charlo, right? Fine. But he lost to Jared Hurd and shit. You know, Jared Hurd was the worst unified champion that ever lived. He was so sloppy. And he beat Harrison. Yeah. So I was like, what is this clown talking about, you know? So it was a little bit frustrating that, uh, and I don't mean this in a bad way, that I thought Ben would pull him up, but I think Ben sort of sat there kind of laughing a bit, kind of going... You're about to find out, mate. You know, I just kind of <laughs> yeah. said nothing. Let, let him find out for himself. Because he, forget about me, right? Like he, I don't know why no one said, mate, you know that he bet Jeff and Jeff bet Manny Pacquiao. You know that, don't you? That <laughs> supersedes any of the wins that you've had. But anyway, nobody did. And anyway, he found out anyway. So. Yeah, because I said to him at the press conference, I said to him, um, all week you've been t- calling Tim Zoo basic. He's just beating you. What do you call him now? And he goes, <laughs> he goes, still basic. And I'm like, oh, come on, mate. He just knocked you out. <laughs> <laughs> still basic. Yeah. <laughs> he stuck to his guns. You went down with that shit. Well, look, it's been a pleasure to have you on. All the best. And look, no doubt you can get it done again and uh, bring that strap back and uh, go and enjoy three arena Dublin packed crowd. You get to crack some skulls and just uh, remain world champion. And I'd hate to see the after party because, uh, let me tell you, a homecoming (laughs) world title. (laughs) Christ. Yeah, I know. I know. Listen, we're going to have a good career from Australia and um, it's going to, yeah, it's going to be good. So I'm looking forward to that. And they're getting back to Australia again, you know kick off and start training for the next fight. <laughs> Dennis Hogan, it's been a pleasure and uh, all the best. Good luck and uh, go get it. Yeah, my good chat to you. Yeah, man. yeah it was, like I said, it's a different conversation and it's exciting and fucking I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> Hopefully, mate, i tell you what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping, this guy's ranked three with the WBA and even the WBA have a Super Bowl champion, which Charlotte has, but they have a regular WBA title. Bit mad boxing, as you know, but uh, I'd like to be able to go for that as well and do a unification so we'll see we'll see how it goes We've got to get this one first anyway and focus on that you know go and make a statement at home and then just start loading up the trophy cabinet once again that's exactly it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's it too many bags of eight or nine now at this point but anyway <laughs> awesome Dennis yeah. well uh, mate again we appreciate you on the Punch Podcast and uh, look it's thank good you. always good to have a world champ on the show thank you very much bro. it was great chat to you. let me know when you want me again alright all right. thank you bye bye there you go Dennis Hogan what a great chat what a great guy if you haven't already give him a follow on Instagram Dennis Hogan Boxing you'll be able to A support him but B keep up to date with all of his training all of the press conferences all of the media that does go between now and obviously in Australia if you're listening to by the way the 21st of May in the morning when that 
does happen on DAZN, that uh, fight on the Katie Taylor undercard. It's going to be a really, really good one for him, and fingers crossed he can get it done. He's, like I said, you might have heard in that chat, I did say, geez, you're looking well. He looked phenomenal, uh, and uh, he definitely has it in his eyes, and he's in a completely different headspace. So uh, all the best to you, Dennis Hogan, and thanks for jumping on the Punch podcast once again. If you are listening, thank you very much for that. If you can, leave a comment and rate the podcast on Apple. That'd be amazing, and even on Spotify, give it five stars. That'd be awesome, and uh, share it. Share it to someone, I dare you. That's all you got to do today. Just say, hey, you might like this and send it on. We'd love it if you do it. That is the Punch Podcast done for today. I am out of here and I'll see you next time. (laughs) 